prayer. Brother Mark, it's good to see you. Just walked in. Can I call on you? Pray for us, please. Father, we are so glad to be in your house. Yes. We pray, Lord, that your spirit is rest here today. Yes. Grant us peace and, and healing and restoration and all the things that we need. And we just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Stay on that same page right there. My hope is built. share some a uh, little bit about this lady fanny jane crosby or fanny jane crosby she wrote thousands of songs she's blind she's blind from birth pretty much but i think she wrote what over eight thousand a lot of songs a lot of songs but you know one of her i guess songs that's that uh, she has wrote that we all know uh pass me not old gentle savior is one of them Jesus is tender to call. There's another Praise Him, praise Him. We all know that one really well. To God be the glory is what you wrote. But I guess one of the favorite songs of that, I guess it's that's one of mine, is Blessed Assurance. Yeah, it's real Blessed Assurance. Sing that song right now. Look to page uh, 181. 181. <coughs>
there. That should be, uh, you know, a testimony to me. I mean, it should be my testimony. I should be praising him every day. Every day. And you think about Fanny Jane Crosby, you know, she was born, born blind or, or blind in an early age, but you know, she praised God. Sure. You know, just think of all the songs she wrote. You know, she, there was, every one of them was God inspired. And she praised God no matter what. You know, and that's just a blessing to me to see someone, you know, to know someone like that, you know, wrote that many songs uh, is an inspiration to me. And, uh, you know, take my little feeble self. I can't do anything without God. I can't do a thing without Him. But, you know, He can carry us through no matter what. Sure, He can. He can carry us through. And, and Brother Rick, we're praying for y'all. I know if God can keep it, we got we can find strength in situations and losing the losing a wife and a mom. But you know, we can find strength in the Lord. We can praise Him for what He's given us and what He's done for us. But you know, there's another song I want us to sing. To sing right here. Um, let's look at. Um, Page, uh, page 52. Jesus, hold my hand. Does anyone have anything you'd like to share before we say?
it, it was going to storm, and and you could, you, you know, to be in a storm at your house, that that's one thing, but to be on a 65-foot sailboat in the middle of the ocean is is somewhat scary. So the captain took the boat on as he as the storm was coming up and. It really was already had got up on us before any of us knew. Um, he got it on the leeward side of the island and set the anchor. And, and you know, the anchor holds within the veil. You know, the the anchor was set on the on the bottom of the water, um, but you know, and but. To the boat, we could only see the rope. And it, it was veiled by storms and it went into the water, but it held. And some of the storms in my life have been like that. Um, I know where my anchor line is tied. And Christ holds the other end. And he will not be shaken. That's right. And uh, even though I can't see right now, I hold on to that line through an eye of faith. And the line goes through that veil. And Christ is on the other end of it. Through when I when I see him face to face, the faith will be gone. And I'll I'll see him face to face. But it is so good to know that in every storm of my life. If I'll just hold on to that anchor line, that Christ is on the other end. Amen. 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 Since we've got these books out, look at page 81. We'll just change gears here.
beautiful song. Neat. Great song right there, Choice. Thank you, brother. Well, does anybody have anything they'd like to share? Word of testimony or just word of praise or uh, before Brother Steve comes and reads the message this morning. No, we haven't done this in a while, but Brother Michael, if you don't mind, we pray for Brother Steve for his steps in the book. Heavenly Father, we bow this morning to thank you for the day. Father, thank you for the privilege of gathering with the church. Father, most of all, thank you for your spirit. Yes, come by this way, realize, Father, without it, we're wasting our time. Yes. Father, as it comes time for the message, Father, we realize that those words are just ink on paper until your spirit gets involved. And then, Father, they become words of life. We thank you for our pastor, Father, his faithfulness, his wisdom, his knowledge. Father, we know he needs your spirit. Yes. We pray, Father, you anoint him with grace. Father, pray that he preaches what we need. And Father, give us hearts of fertile ground that we could receive it. Open our eyes, Father, to your word this morning. We pray. We thank you for everything in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, I felt the presence of the Lord this morning. It's really been good. I thankful for that. It's good to see each one of you and uh, love each one of you. It's good to see Sister Belinda back with us. Amen. Sister Belinda, I don't think she'll mind me telling you this. She's going through the first of uh, when you lose somebody and the next holiday that comes along after that, it's always tough. And uh, So you pray for Sister Belinda. We love you. The church will pray for you. We're going to remember y'all, Brother Ricky. I know that uh, everything from, from here on out will be a first uh, that y'all will be going through. And I know losing somebody right at Christmas time is, is extra hard. And so we're praying for y'all and love y'all. And, uh, and it's good to see uh, the Kentrails back with us. We've missed y'all. And, and they've been sick and under the weather. And, and uh and we've got more that are sick that are out today, but uh, one of these days we're going to all be together in one place. Amen. And, uh, and boy, I'm glad of that. But I'm sure thankful for what I've been able to, to feel and uh, uh, the devotion this morning. I appreciate uh, Brother Roger and what you brought in the, in the devotion. And then uh, I, I tell you, Brother Michael, the Lord is really in this matter of, of what you're teaching right now Amen. because it is so uh, it is so informative and it's so needful that that, that that the church be reminded of these things and and uh, uh, know what the offices of the church are and uh, never seen a better illustration of of of, uh, of, of each one pulling pulling their way. And, and uh, I feel like that this church pulls its way. I really do. I, I don't think we'd be seeing some of the things happen that we've seen. Uh, God wouldn't be blessing us like he's blessing us if we wasn't uh, getting under the load and pulling our way. And, uh, and you can't ever do too, anything too much for the Lord. I'll assure you that today. He'll, he's a great paymaster. And uh, uh, 
and you came out giving. You just came out giving today, and, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, if you'll turn in your Bibles to Exodus, the second chapter, um, I'd like to read here a, a, a few verses of Scripture concerning the birth of Moses and uh, and, and and what his mother uh, uh, did uh, for fear that he would be killed and and how that everything just seemed to work out. And uh, uh, <clears throat> but in the second chapter of Exodus. And, and, and leading up to this, uh, we see that the, the uh, children of Israel are multiplying very, very fast in Egypt. And they're, they're uh, those saying they're, they're reproducing like rabbits. And they're, uh, it's got Pharaoh very concerned, the uh, king very concerned that this is happening because uh, he's becoming afraid that they're going to outnumber uh, the Egyptians. And, and he has a fear that if a war comes up, that these these uh, people of God will side with the enemies of the Egyptians. And so, uh, uh, the king makes a, 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 a vow here to um, have every uh, man child that is born of the Hebrews to have them uh, uh, killed. And and uh, so they. The maids, the uh, 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 I guess you call them the handmaids of, of these women when they go into delivery to have a baby, uh, they feared God and they were afraid to execute the king's command and to kill these babies and so uh, they didn't do it. And, uh, uh, and, 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 and the king found out that they weren't doing it and he asked them why they're not doing it and uh, I don't know whether they told a little white lie or whether it was true, but uh, they said that the, the, the Hebrew women are a little bit different than the Egyptian women in giving birth and they're lively. And I took that to mean that uh, they could spit them babies out before you could, before you could uh, uh, do anything about it. And, and so um, uh, the king got very upset about this and, and, and uh, he, uh, he made a decree, if you will, or an order that uh, every man-child born, and he didn't specifically say here, and he might have meant it this way, but he didn't specifically say of the, of the Hebrews, but he said every man-child that's born uh, uh, should be cast into the river. And, uh, and so uh, there was a problem there, and, and, there, and there was great fear, I'm sure, that went out uh, amongst people, but you got to understand when you got people that don't fear God, uh, uh, they'll say and do anything. Evil has no bounds when it comes to people that don't know God. Right. I'll say that. Right. Sometimes you hear of a murder, somebody shot, and you'll say that was terrible. Sometimes you'll hear of a murder and somebody cut all the pieces and tortured. And you'll say, that's very terrible. Their evil has no bounds as to what the devil will put in people's minds to do. And I, and I don't like saying that, but boy, it's the truth today. So, so here, 
Um, just because of, of, of envy of these Hebrew people and because of, of being afraid that they would outnumber his people, uh, he was willing to do anything to stop the growth of, of, of these people. He made their task harder. He made slaves out of them. He, he, uh, he tried to work them to death. To, but the Bible says that the more he worked them and the more strain he put on them, the more they grew, the more they had kids. And so uh, <clears throat> I'm going to get on with this. I'll be here all day. And there went out a man from the house of Levi and took to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. When she saw him, that he was a goodly child, she said uh, she hid him three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she took him uh, an ark of bulrushes and daubed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein and she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. And his sister stood afar off to wit that would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river. Her maidens walked along by the riverside and when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she opened it, she saw the child and behold, the babe wept and she had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister uh, to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, take this child away, nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages and the woman took the child and nursed it. And the child grew, and she brought him unto, <clears throat> unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son, and she called his name Moses, and she said, because I have drew him out of the water. And so I believe I'll stop reading right there. And, and this is a very familiar uh, passage of scripture that we read here, the, 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 the beginning of Moses, and, and, and we think here, uh, carnally minded, you would think, well, boy, a whole lot of a coincidence has had to take place in order for this Moses to come to be. Uh, but I want you to understand today that God has a plan. If he give us a thought this morning, it'd simply be this, he's got a plan today. And I want you to think about that. Uh, a lot of times, uh, his ways and our ways uh, don't jive. Uh, uh, we're, we're carnal and a lot of times we think we know what's best for ourselves uh, but I'm going to tell you his plan will work today Amen. and he has a plan and don't ever think that anything that happens in this world ever catches God off guard today. Now, now there's a lot of shock and awe that you and I see on the news today and, 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 and it troubles us and it should trouble us uh, when we see it uh, but don't you ever think uh, uh, that God is caught off guard with this. He knows everything that's going on. He knows the evil that are in men's hearts today. I, 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 he knows all about it. But thank God today, He's got a plan. And I'm glad of that uh, today. And that's part of living by faith, is trusting uh, that God's got a plan. Well, preacher, how in the world can you trust His plan? Because I can look back uh, and I can see times in my life uh, where it looked like there was no light at the end of the tunnel, but God had a plan. Amen. I didn't know He did, but He did. Amen. And so it gives me encouragement. It gives me confidence. 
As I go on down life's road, uh, to realize that he's still got a plan in mind in your life today. And uh, he's going to lead, guide, and direct. And if we'll follow that, that he would have us to do, we'll see his plan fulfilled. Amen. Amen. Preacher, can we get in the way of God's plan? We sure can. We sure can. Amen. Take for instance, take for instance that Moses' mother, they were of the tribe of Levi. And uh, take for instance that when Moses was born, if she would have said, well, the law is that I cast him in the river. And I don't want to trouble our family and, and, and bring all of this trouble about us and make the king angry at us. And she could have very easily threw him in the river. And that would have been the history of Moses. Born, lived three months, and died. But the Bible said that he was a goodly child. Acts, the book of Acts, Luke says he was exceedingly beautiful. I believe is what the way Luke put it over in Acts. Now I realize that everybody feels like their kids are beautiful. Amen. They they do. Uh, it's just it's just common. My sister, I'll never forget when when she had Hunter, her firstborn. And uh, I did a very mean thing, but I thought it was true at the time. And I, and I went back there into the room where they have them, and you can look through the window and see them. And I looked at him, and I come back to her room, and I said, he looks like a catfish. <laughs> I, said, He's, I said, his mouth. <laughs> and, and my mother said, don't tell her that. And then, and then Paula said, he don't look like a catfish. He's the most beautiful baby I've ever seen. So I realized today that, that uh, and he did turn out to be a nice looking young man. But I said that to say this, that I realized that all mothers think that their babies are beautiful, but there was something special about Moses. He was exceedingly beautiful, amen. Goodly to look upon. And I can't help but believe that his parents realized that God had a plan for this boy. Now they already had, they, I think I'm right, they already had a, a, a two, two children, I believe it was, maybe more. But, but they knew that God had a plan for this baby. And so instead of following the command of the government and throwing him in the river just to drown, the Bible said that she took bulrushes and slime and she made a little ark for it. She didn't just put something together, but she made this thing waterproof. And, and, and I can just imagine what it looked like. And it must have had a top on it because it said that uh, when, when Pharaoh's daughter and her maidens found it, they had to take the top off of it. So uh, she placed it down uh, 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 amongst the flags in the river and she did this by faith. She did. Now it would take a, none of us would take our children and, and put them in something like that and send them down the river. But the, the other alternative was that the child was going to die. If she didn't throw it in the river, Pharaoh would have. And so she, she sent it down through there. See, God's got a plan, and I'm glad he does today. I really, I really am glad. And and it wasn't a coincidence that 
when, when this little ark come floating down the river, it wasn't a coincidence that Pharaoh's daughter came down there to wash herself. Somebody said, well, isn't that a happenstance? That had to be floating by while she was bathing. No, it wasn't. You know, there's a lot of things in life, Brother Wayne, that we think are coincidences that God's plan is being fulfilled. Amen. Amen. And the uh, Bible said that Pharaoh's daughter, uh, uh, she told her, her maidservant said to retrieve, retrieve the little ark out of the water, and, and she took and looked down there, and, and little Moses was crying. You know, if she hadn't have found him, even though his mama didn't just throw him out in the river, he would have starved to death eventually. Maybe he's got to eat. The Bible says she had compassion on him. Amen. Of all people, Pharaoh's daughter right. had compassion on him. Amen. Boy, you could take you could take that verse right there and preach on compassion for about an hour. But we're not going that direction. Bible said that she took and she had compassion. How many of us today, if we found a, a baby in our garbage can or laying out on our our front porch or somewhere, would we not have compassion on it? Amen. No matter who it belonged to, no matter what color it was, right. if we saw it and crying, we would have compassion on it. Right. And so Pharaoh's daughter had compassion. And, and so all in God's plan, Moses' sister saw what took place when, when her mother put the baby in the little ark and sent him down the river. She saw that happen. And then she knew when Pharaoh's daughter intercepted it and took the baby. And uh, Moses' sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, said, would you like me to get one of the Hebrew women to nurse it? And I can just say, I wish you would. I wish you would. This baby needs nursing. It needs taken care of. Going to the coincidence that he got back to his mom. <laughs> <laughs> Who could take care of a baby better than its mother? Amen. Amen. She's got the milk that that baby needs. Amen. She's got everything that that baby needs. And so all in God's plan, little Moses is put back over there with his mother. And because Pharaoh's daughter is in on it, the baby's safe. Amen. Baby's safe. Later on, we'll find out that after she nurses it and, and gets the baby up, uh, she turns it back over to Pharaoh's daughter, and Pharaoh's daughter raises it in the house of Pharaoh, and it is, uh, it is called an Egyptian because it's raised, it's educated there, everything that... Uh, uh, and I think he pretty much had the best of it there. He was living in royalty there, Moses was. So see, when God has a plan today, God knows the outcome. Amen. Oh, how sad it would be if somebody had altered that plan. Amen. Had not done their job in that plan. Amen. Brother uh, uh, Roger was talking about a while ago in the devotion, he said that uh, somebody told him to have a blessed day and He's, his response was, I've already had a blessed day. And, and how that that made a conversation between, between you and this other man. Y'all are not talking about the Lord. And I believe the way that Brother Roger put it, 
Oh, they just had prayer meeting there. Amen. God's got a plan for everything that happens. Have you ever heard somebody say, I cannot see where God's plan is doing good? Somebody says, I can't, I can't see with this happening how God's plan is going to, to bring any joy or happiness in the long run. I'm going to tell you, whatever happens, God has got a plan today. Right. His plan will work. Amen. It will work today. Amen. When the, when, the, when the children of Israel over there and the, and the king was so aggravated at him and he was, he was having the taskmasters to increase, it said that it was with great rigor they were having to work. Amen. When it's doom and gloom in man's eyes for the church, God has salvation around the corner. Uh, Amen. He does. Amen. Amen. Boy, I've had people, and I'll talk to other preachers a lot of times, and sometimes we'll get into molly grubs every now and then, and, and we'll say, boy, we just wish we could get everybody, uh, everybody in church and everybody excited about church and, and all of this, and sometimes if we're not careful, we'll get down into molly grubs about it. Amen. But God's got a plan. Amen. He's got a plan. Amen. Amen. And it's going to work today. It will work. I want you to understand that today. So we go on a little bit further and we see that, that, uh, 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 that Moses was a type and shadow of Christ himself. Amen. He, I didn't say he was Christ. He was a type and shadow of that. Moses came into the world at a time where babies were, men babies were being destroyed. Amen. Jesus Christ was born into the world at a time where little boy babies were being destroyed. Amen. Amen. And by the leadership of God, the Lord sent an angel in a dream to Joseph over there in the book of Matthew. And he told him, said, take the child and his mother and flee into Egypt. Amen. For Herod desires to take the young man's life. Amen. See, God's plan, really, if it went, if, if, if we as free moral agents fulfilled His plan, we would all love one another. And nobody would kill nobody's baby. But because we're free moral agents and because Satan is in this world today and we're born into sin, amen, that's where the trouble comes in. Amen. Just as Jesus was born and death got on his trail right there at the beginning the same way with Moses. Amen. But I'm glad today that God has a plan and because God had a plan, this little baby that was fair to look at, amen, was put in this little ark, this little ark of slime and bulrushes, amen. And somehow or another, he became one of the greatest leaders of the Israelites, amen. God wanted a man that could lead his people. And he knew that Moses was that man. Did Moses ever make a mistake? Sure he did, amen. Did Moses' faith ever get low? Sure it did. At times he was human, just like you and I are today. But God had a plan of deliverance for his people, and he was going to use Moses in that plan. Right. Amen. Amen. 
there's a song called Miracle in Me. And beautiful song. I've never seen the thousands fed or the blind made to see. I've never seen the cripple wall, but there's a miracle in me. And I can't think of all the words to it. But I heard the woman's testimony. And she testified, she said, I had gone to the abortion clinic and consulted with the doctor there. We had set up the time for this baby to be terminated. She said it was a done deal. She said, I come back out and I got my car in the parking deck and I started down. And she said, the Greens were singing, there's a miracle in me. There's a miracle in me. She said, I began to sob and I began to cry. Guilt began to come over me like never before. She says, I just went on my way back up in the parking deck. Parked my car. Marched myself back down there. Told the receptionist, forget it. <laughs> forget it. You see, God had a plan. Right. Amen. It was up to her as to whether she was going to go along with his plan or not. But he had a plan. Her son grew up to be a Navy SEAL, had very many honors and all. And she, she that's what she told him about. She said, he grew up to be a fine young man, a patriot, uh, a man that stood for his country. See, God has a plan for each and every one of us. I think about a lot of times in my life the circumstances that each and every one of us face down through life and how each thing had something to do with everything falling into place. Amen? God's got a plan. He's got a plan. How many friendships have been made over the years that just started out as a little run into. Amen. I'm not talking about a Hallmark movie. I'm talking about where we actually run into somebody or meet somebody along life's way and a friendship develops out of that that lasts for, well, till you die. Amen. You don't think that's all in God's plan? You don't think that God knew ahead of time? that you would run into this person, amen? I grew up in Jefferson County in the, what we call the Mount Pinson area. And, and uh, I love Blount County. I'd come up here with my daddy and we'd bird hunt and I'd come up to see my Aunt Cynthia and Uncle Eber over the Windville and my grandparents in Oneonta and, and and I love Blount County. And I told my daddy, I said, one of these days I'm going to move up yonder. He said, he said, well, son, ain't no work up there much. You, you might all stay. He said, I grew up there. You, you have to pretty much leave there and find a job. It's changed now. But that's what he said. I said, I'm here. I, uh, I love that area, and that's where I want to go as soon as I can sprout me some wings and fly out of the house. 1983, I had saved up to put a down payment on a little piece of ground. Amen. 
and in 1989, I made the decision by the leadership of the Lord to, to move up here. Amen. Not knowing, not knowing that God had a plan. He had a plan. Amen. I didn't think I was in any hurry to get married. I just was going to move and get a house of my own. But it didn't take me long to find out that I didn't like living by myself. And, and God had a plan that if I would follow His leadership and His guidance that He would give me somebody. Amen. Amen. And I had tried it my plan, my way. And, and, and God let me know through the preached Word of God that was being preached to me, He let me know that if I'll put my life in the church and get in the church, amen, get my priorities in order, that He will provide me the wife that I need. Amen. Somebody says, that's a far-fetched thing. No. But it happened. Amen. It happened. He had a plan. He had a plan. Amen. I could tell you time and time again instances that have happened to me that I didn't realize when it happened, but it was all in God's plan. Amen. I've had some things that's happened to me that weren't uh, weren't very appetizing. Amen. And at the time I thought, well, maybe this is happening because I'm not where I need to be with God. Maybe God's doing this because I'm not where I need to be with God. But later on, I found out that he allowed this thing to happen in order to draw me closer to him. Now, you, you explain that, but he'll do it. He can do it. You see, by nature, if everything in life goes hunky-dory with you and I, we all have a perfect job, we all have a perfect paycheck, perfect, perfect house, we will begin to get, whether we want to or not, we will begin to get complacent and self-dependent. Amen. Amen. We'll do it. I found that out in my life. And God has a plan to allow some things to happen to keep us honest. Amen. To keep us depending on Him. Amen. Amen. I remember when my house got broken into several years ago and I'd never crossed my mind that that would happen. But come home and you find... You just found somebody's been there and they stole stuff and, and uh, man, your reality begins to set in. And you think, boy, that's such an invasion of my personal property. You know, I just, I just thought about that. But God, Glenn, used that instance to make me more dependent upon him. Amen. To put my treasures a little bit higher than I have. Amen. Young people, let me tell you today, God's got a plan for your life. And whenever you hear us older folks saying, boy, I'd hate to be a young person in this world today, forgive us for that. Because God has a plan for every one of your lives today. He does. He does. And I'll agree that you've got a, you've got a longer road to hope than some of us have because of what the devil is doing around. But let me tell you this, God's got a plan for your life. He loves you. You're special to Him. And your life is like a storybook. It's like a diary. That every day you live, something else is being put down in that diary. Amen. 
And in that storybook, fulfilling the plan of God. When it don't look bright, just remember that God's plan is being fulfilled today. And I'm so glad today that, that this story of Moses and how it took place and Tyler wouldn't permit for us to discuss what all Moses did after that. We know the story. Amen. But because some people followed the leadership of the Lord and because Pharaoh's daughter had compassion, because she had compassion, amen. See today, there's a plan and it'll all work out. It'll all work out. Amen. Sometimes Belinda gets upset with me because I don't get as frustrated as her over something that she thinks I'll frustrate about. <laughs> and and uh, she'll say, what are we going to do? And I thought, it'll all come out and wash. Amen. I remember Daddy used to say, I'll come out and wash. Amen. And that's not burying your head in the sand and, and saying there's not a problem. There is a problem. Amen. But the one that I'm serving has a plan today to take care of that problem. Amen. And work it out. And I can't, I can't see where I've never found where me staying up all night and belly aching about it and worrying about it and not getting any sleep has accomplished a thing except help to deteriorate my health. Other than that, I can't see where it's. So I said, God, you've got a plan and just help me to accept your plan, whatever that it is. <coughs> Every one of you, young people, middle-aged people, older people, God's got a plan for you. My mama used to say when she was about 88, 87 years old, somewhere around there, she'd say, I don't know why the good Lord just don't take me out and burden everybody. I said, Mama, God's not through with you. He's got a plan. <laughs> He's got a plan. We don't terminate people when they get old in this country. Amen. We've got nursing homes. We've got family. We've got people to help take care of them. Amen. And we want to give them the best quality of life until they take their last breath. Amen. Amen. And if God... Uh, sees fit to keep them around a few more years, God has a plan. Amen. If nothing else, it's to teach us something. Amen. Amen. Let me say this in closing. You'll be giving us a song. The Bible said that it's His will. Whose will? God's will. That none perish, but all come to repentance. That's His plan. That's what he wants. That's what he desires. Amen. But we know that that plan and his desires, we know that a lot of people are choosing another way from that. Three more agents to choose. But he has a plan for each and every one of our lives today. And he will use that and he will take and purge our life Amen. That if we'll let him, he'll get the most out of our life. He will. He will. Sometimes I get tired and I just, and I'm like y'all, and I'll just get tired and want to lay down and I'll say, boy, a nap sounds good. And I'll take a nap. But after I've rested a little while, 
And my senses come back to me. God, get something out of my life. Purge me. Purge me and help me to help me to be a help to somebody else. God, if you want me to pick up the phone and cheer somebody up or try to, Lord, show me that. Amen. If I need to just get in the car and go by and make a little visit, God, show me that. Help me, Lord, to be alive. Most of all, God, help me to fulfill your plan of what you would have me to do. Amen. Amen. I love you today. Like everybody to stand, and we're going to ask Brother Wayne to 157. give us a song. And, uh, and Sister Marilyn and Brother Chris come to the instruments. And I want you to think about today the plan of the Lord and how that it's not happenstance, it's not coincidence, but it's all in His plan, in His timing. Amen. If you need to pray, the altar's open. If you're here today, I got I got news for you. If you're lost and undone without Him, Amen. He has a plan for you to be saved. He does. Now it's up to you to accept this plan, this plan of salvation. It's up to you to accept it today. If you're here today and you're struggling with life and the seas of life are tossing you to and fro, God's got a plan. God's got a plan. Go ahead.